Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Today's guest is running for Champaign County Circuit Clerk, Susan McGrath. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me here, Elizabeth. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you go to law school? I actually went to law school at the University of Illinois College of Law. I graduated in 1982. I'm a double Illini because I also got my undergraduate degree here. So you came here from where? I moved up here from Decatur, Georgia. That's where I grew up. I started school at the University of Georgia and then transferred here in 1976. You have no Southern draw. I've been here too long to have that anymore. And also I was a music major, which made it very difficult to sing with an accent. You've been an assistant state's attorney since 2005, handling mostly civil matters. Your private practice prior to that was a general practice, about half of it dealing with family law. Why would you want to transition to be Champaign County's legal systems record keeper from what you're doing now? What I've learned over the years is the importance of the circuit clerk's office. There are so many things that they do, both in introducing people to the courthouse, to handling the records of the county and their cases and other kinds of things that happen there with collection of fines and fees, to the jury commission and other important duties. And I think that it is time for a professional to be in charge of the operation of the office. Somebody who is acquainted with the statutes that govern the office, somebody who understands the importance of the record itself, why things have to be done in a certain manner, to help the transition to electronic case management, both in the office and also in the courtroom. And it's very important that people in the courtroom can trust the record coming to them from the circuit clerk's office. We're going to get to the electronic part in a little bit, but you are no stranger to politics. You served on the county board from 1978 to 1994. How is it running for political office different now than back then? In 1978, I was still a student, and I was 21 years old in the primary and 22 years old when I actually won the election. In those days, of course, it was pre-computer, pre-cell phone. Everything was very personal. So what you did in order to run for office was meeting people and going to events with some print media, and that was really the gist of the campaign. Today, things are much better for the voters because they can early vote. They have the opportunity to go and exercise that privilege before the primary, which in our county and throughout Illinois is always during spring break, not just for the University of Illinois, but also for a lot of the school districts. So that ability to be able to vote without it being interfered with by spring break is crucial and definitely makes a difference for people participating in the election. Then, of course, there's a lot more modern media and ability to connect with voters than there was when I first ran for office. But I still think that personal component is an important portion of the election because people want to see you, know who you are, and know a little bit more about you than they might be able to get through media. When you're canvassing these days, do you find a lot of what you're doing is educating people on what the office of the circuit clerk actually does? Yes, and that's something that has not changed from 1978 to present. There are a lot of county offices, not just county board, but the county-wide offices that people don't know anything about. 
And so being able to tell them not only the basis of the election. So, for example, it's coming up on March 17th. There is a primary. You have the opportunity to vote among candidates, but also to let them know about the office. And as you said, why I'm running for the office, that is still an important part of the campaign. Let's talk about some of your other past positions. You were a paid appointee to the Urbana-Champaign Sanitary District Board from 97 to 2005, a precinct committee person, an election judge, and a volunteer in several Democratic candidate campaigns. What's the most exhausting part of politics to you? Honestly, there really isn't one. I love it. And I think that sometimes... In present day, politics can have a bad name associated with it. But I think that in order for you to be a candidate, to be interested in voting, to serve in any of the capacities that you've just talked about, you have to be a politician in the small piece sense of the word and also in your party affiliation. And yes, your party affiliation does mean something. And so when you're talking to the voters, about your party, what you have done, and why you think that's important to your office. What I would say, for example, is serving as a Democratic appointee to the Urbana Champaign Sanitary District Board was an important part of learning more about budgeting, about administration, about something that actually meant a large part of economic development that could occur because of how the sanitary district was operated, about personnel, about labor contracts, all the things that are essential in order to run a good county office. For the other things that you've mentioned, serving as an election judge, meaning that people actually get to vote because you're there to help them, serving as a precinct committee person to educate people in your neighborhood about what's happening with the election, and helping candidates to spread the word, again, educating the voters. Those are part of our democracy. And in order for this democracy to work the way that it's supposed to, you must have politics. That's how it operates, and it cannot operate without that. Perfect segue to my next question. Since you were on the county board, have the issues really changed that much? Is the partisan fighting much different than it was in the late 70s? What I think has happened is some issues remain the same. There is no longer a nursing home. And so that is an issue that was there for many years that doesn't exist today. But the needs of the jail and the jail population have always been there. The needs of maintenance and facilities for the county have always been there. Zoning has always been an issue. The highway and the highway department and the miles of roads that we have has always been an issue. And the criminal justice system has always been an issue as a whole because in varying years, that portion of the budget is a very large portion. And by that, I mean at least 65% and sometimes as much as 70% of the budget is for the criminal justice system. And that means knowing things about budget are very important to the operation of all the county offices, including circuit clerk. As you knock on doors and people ask about circuit clerk and what you do, how do you succinctly explain what your office would do? What I tell them in usually the 30 to 60 seconds of our contact is the circuit clerk is an educator to let people know what they need to do to pursue their case. They are important to access of justice to make sure that the files are handled properly and in good order. 
And they are also there to help them get resources they need. Are you focusing only on the primary right now that you need to get past that? Or are you in the back of your mind looking at the general? Or how do you do this as a candidate that has a primary challenger? As a candidate, you have to do both because you have to be prepared to go on if you actually win the primary. For the primary, you're focusing on a smaller portion of the population that you want to get your message to. For the general election, you know that that population is going to be larger, but you want to develop the message right away. When you knock on people's doors, what kind of issues do you talk about? I know you only have 60 seconds with them, but they confuse you with, you know, hey, can we have a speed bump in our front yard, which is not what the county board does, which is definitely not what the circuit clerk does. But what kind of things do people talk to you about? It depends on, I think, as you've said, how much time people want to devote to the conversation. So oftentimes, if it's going to be a short conversation and they just want the basics, then almost immediately, you're right, we define exactly what it is that the office is all about. And there may be some confusion, and most often I find it's the confusion between circuit clerk and county clerk. And so people want to make sure I'm not running against Aaron Ammons. So that's one of the most common things that we talk about immediately. And then the second thing is, of course, the judges have clerks in their courtroom. And so they're trying to figure out the interplay of all the different people in the courthouse to have a better understanding of what it is that I'm trying to talk to them about. You are obviously comfortable in the courthouse. A big part of this job is IT related. How comfortable are you with IT issues or putting the right people in place in order to tackle the IT issues facing the county? Our IT department is really operating in a situation where they know that our technology is not 100% up to date. And they have a very difficult job because I can tell you one of the things they have to deal with is something that actually happened when I was still on the county board. In the 1980s, and I want to say it was early 1980s, we actually issued a bid, did a study, and purchased what is now the county's mainframe AS400 computer system. We still have it. That was about 40 years ago, and it is still there. So now it's more of a patchwork system because it is still there and different departments interact with it in different ways. And I know that one of the difficulties that they struggle with is that some of the elected official departments have their own systems and they are trying to interact with the county system. And that does create some difficulties. We also, in our county, have a JANO system, which is the electronic record system. That is not the one that the majority of counties use in Illinois. Most counties are using a Nutter system that could be a little bit more contemporary than the one we're using. And so I think part of what we have to analyze is how do we make all these systems work And is it necessary for the circuit clerk's office to have something that is totally separate from what the county has as a whole? Now, in addition to that, I know that the county administrator and the county board are looking at the replacement of the county system and what needs do they need to have and accomplish if they are going to actually replace our 40-year-old system. I don't know what their timetable is as far as this is concerned, but you know it's going to cost money. So my guess is 
it's probably going to be four or five years down the road, meaning that exactly as you said, we're going to have to work together to do the best we can to make operational what we now have until that new system comes into place. It's worth mentioning at this point that you also served on the boards of the Champaign County Healthcare Consumers, Girls Inc., East Central Illinois Elder Abuse Task Force, and the Land of Lincoln Legal Assistance Foundation. You're organized, you're passionate for those who need a strong voice. How does that make you the perfect candidate for this job? I think what all of that experience has done, both in the elected arena, the appointed arena, and in my volunteer efforts is that it's given me a good understanding of what our community is all about and what their needs are when it comes to access to justice. You heard at the forum that the League of Women Voters just had, all the judicial candidates talk about that issue. The Supreme Court just issued a study now three years ago talking about access to justice and why that's important to all of us and not just the folks who are at the courthouse. Access to justice depends on everybody in the courthouse working as a team to make sure that that really happens. The circuit clerk's office, to me, is the perfect segue into making sure that that actually happens so that we, when people come, they are encouraged and taught how to use the electronic system, that they are taught how to follow their case online, that they know what the resources are to help them in getting pleadings on file, the forms to use, the self-help desk, the Ask a Lawyer desk, Land of Lincoln, all the things that are there to help them in a community that is blessed with resources, but not always the education that people need in order to know that those resources actually exist and what they can do to use them. It sounds like your training as a lawyer and your years working, especially Land of Lincoln Legal Counsel, would you say that being a lawyer gives you an advantage in this position? I think that it does. The reason I think being a lawyer is an advantage is because at this time where the judges are studying how to make their courtrooms electronic and what they need, and more people are using the system pro se without the benefit of an attorney, you also have other duties and obligations that the courthouse now does, many more than in the past. I think it is really incumbent on the legal system to have as many professional folks involved in it as possible, people that understand what the record should actually contain, what the docket entry should say, what the legal form should be, that we use the ones that are the best and most up-to-date, but honestly, more because of our pro se folks that are more understandable for the people that need them to be able to use them. And there are definitely needs that people have talked to me about, both from the attorney community, from the pro se community, from these organizations that you've spoken about, the judges, the different offices within the courthouse, those are needs that we are not meeting as well as we could be. When you are not canvassing and you are not campaigning, what do you like to do for downtime? Well, we talked about this a little bit before start. I love cats. I am a volunteer with CatSnap, which is one of our local rescue organizations. Oh, I'm obsessed with CatSnap. One of the CatSnap volunteers came and met my sister and I yesterday because my sister had found a little kitten in need of rescue. 
And the stories, of course, are both heartbreaking, but also heartwarming that this is an organization that cares so much about the welfare of animals. And it ties into exactly what you said a little while ago, just the passion that I have for this community and for all the needs that this community has and for the great things that we can do working together. So that's one. I love to read. That's another thing that maybe people don't do as much now, but they can actually help all of us become more educated in different ways. And I'm not just talking about school and degrees, but also history, culture, art, all the things that make a community a great community like this one. Agreed. One more question before I let you go, and I have to ask this. There's obviously a huge hole in Champaign County where we lack female judges. Do you feel we still have a long way to go in getting women in the legal profession? Yes. In 1986, the State Bar Association did a study of women becoming judges throughout the state of Illinois. And in the study, they determined that south of I-80 that the number of female judges was very, very small. And unfortunately, looking at today's numbers, that hasn't changed very much. And when I first started practice in 1982, I would go to some of our surrounding counties, and I would be the only female attorney oftentimes in the courtroom. And sometimes people would ask me if I was a judge's secretary or clerk. We're not at all sure that I was there in a legal capacity. Some of those things have definitely improved. But I think there's definitely room for improvement in getting women involved in all aspects of the legal profession, not only as judges, but also in some of these other very important offices that we're talking about. Do you feel another blue wave coming on? And do you feel that there's going to be kind of a feminine push this year in the election? Do you think that we're headed in the right direction in that sense? When I first started the campaign last spring, and as I got to talk to more people about it, and did the Democratic tent at the farmer's market and started the door-to-door activities and all those kinds of things, I did have a lot of people say to me that they were going to vote for female candidates this year, and that was definitely a priority for them. That's not going to be true for everyone, of course, but I did hear that frequently. I've heard a lot of people as I've been going door-to-door saying that they think it is so important that Democrats turn out this year just as they did two years ago, not just at the national level, but at the local level as well. I do think that there is definitely a large sentiment within our community to have people involved in politics and government who are there for the right reason, who actually want to help the community and do the best job that they can with the resources that are available. On that perfect answer, I'm not going to ask you anything else. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Susan McGrath, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me here.